Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wednesday, happy hump day for all of you who do celebrate hump day. And also, if you are new here, do us a favor. Leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like about this podcast. Leave a like, hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications for any time we go live or any time we have new content dropping, which is always around here. And we have got a fun show planned for everybody today because we're going to be talking all things quarterback between Jaden Rashada, Trenton Borgay, Sam Leavitt. We've also got a Big 12 tier list that we're going to be doing here for where those quarterbacks in the Big 12 rank, and some of those teams at the top might surprise you. We've also, to carry on with the entire quarterback controversy, competition, and discussion, what better way to round out a Wednesday show than with a snake draft? The topic being, of course, Arizona State quarterbacks we will get into all of that fun here in the next 45 minutes to hour so grab your snacks grab your drinks and buckle up because it is time for the phmx sun devil show starting with Jaden rashada and sam leave it arizona state's quarterbacks heading into the spring obviously trenton borgay is returning and he will be a sun devil here in 2024 but all signs point to the competition in the spring and in the fall really being between Jane Rashada and Sam Leavitt. Now, a lot of people obviously remember Jaden Rashada for his time at Arizona State in 2023. Had a unique season, had a unique spring, and really a unique arrival to Tempe. When you talk about a kid that everything went the way it did with the NIL situation at Florida, he ended up at Arizona State in the spring. He wasn't really slated to be QB1. From what we saw, from what I saw, this was a kid from his very first practice, looked like he just needed a little bit of development, right? It was Trenton Borgay, and it was Drew Pine. That was your quarterback competition at Arizona State early on under Kenny Dillingham. Now, by the end of the spring, Rashada had really elevated his game, right? He looked like a guy who, when we got to fall, if he took some jumps, could certainly be a part of the competition, but again, there wasn't really an idea that Jaden Rashada was going to go out there and be QB1 at the time. He always had the arm strength. It was just a matter of, can he go through his progressions? How can he develop as a quarterback? Ultimately, he did that 
earning the starting spot at Arizona State for those first couple of games of the season. Ultimately went down with an injury, uh, and you wouldn't see Jaden Rashada again until the very last game of the season against the Arizona Wildcats. Um, and again, the the entire situation with Jaden Rashada, um, it, it was unique, right? The entire season for Arizona State at that position was kind of a mess. Not necessarily because of Rashada, just because of the injuries. The injuries that Trent Borgay faced. The injuries to Jaden Rashada. The position players ultimately having to step up at quarterback because other guys on the roster just weren't necessarily capable of shouldering the load of running a Kenny Dillingham and then at the time, Bo Baldwin offense. Okay? But Rashada's back. Despite people thinking that Rashada was going to head for the hills when Sam Leavitt announced that he was going to be an Arizona State Sun Devil, Jaden Rashada opted to stay at Arizona State, and we know what he brings to the table. So the other side of this coin is Sam Leavitt, the dude transferring over from Michigan State. Wasn't the starter at Michigan State, but he did play at Michigan State from time to time. Again, coming out of high school, he was one of the most highly touted, if not the most highly touted quarterback in Oregon. Opted to go to Michigan State. Now he's here at Arizona State with just as much eligibility as Rashada. So... This quarterback competition is not between two seniors, right? It's not a situation where you can be like, oh, one guy could win the job now this year, and the other guy, well, he's set to be the backup uh, just until next year. He'll have the keys. No, this is a real competition. And what makes this competition spicier between Rashada and Leavitt, not just the fact that these two guys have pretty much identical years of eligibility left, but the fact of the matter is, when you get to 2025, you've already got a guy coming in. They have a quarterback in 2020, in that 2025 class that, by all accounts, is a real, real dude. Could ultimately be a freshman starter at ASU, depending on how these two guys turn out. So I say all that to mention that this quarterback competition, again, it has serious implication for Arizona State, not just in 2024, but in 2025, 2026, right? And I started this whole thing off talking about Jane Rashada and people discussing whether or not he was going to head for the hills, enter the portal when Sam Leavitt got here. Arizona State football coach Kenny Dillingham was on the radio just the other day and kind of pulled back the curtain into the whole quarterback controversy and the whole quarterback competition. This is what Kenny Dillingham had to say. My meeting with Trenton, my meeting with Jaden, uh, were, hey, I'm going to bring another quarterback to compete for the job. Good. P- point blank. And if you want to leave, leave. And if you don't, stay and compete. But regardless, if you run, you're going to run forever from competition. Can't be you, afraid of it. Eventually, you've got to face of it. it. Just beat it out. Beat him out. Beat him out. And Jaden and Trenton both said, great. No, no, no issue. Problem. No problem. Let's go. Bring somebody in. So I went and I found the best person to go compete with them for the job. And I found him and I said, listen, it's an open competition. You can ask them. I told them the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, am I going to guarantee you a job to get you here? No. Are other schools going to promise you a job to get you to transfer there? Yes. They're full of crap because nobody can promise you a job. Eventually, you're going to have to win something. So you can come here. You know who you're competing versus. I'm not going to take another transfer. Win the job. Point. I mean, that's what you want to hear, right? You want to hear that both Jaden and Trenton accepted that, right? And they looked it in the face, and they said, look, Arizona State is adding another young quarterback. 
there are two different ways to look at this if you're Trenton Bourget and Jaden Rashada. Rashada gets to look at it with the idea of, hey, this is the guy that's coming in and he's going to try and make me the backup, right? He's going to make me the best possible quarterback I can be. But if Sam Leavitt's the starting quarterback at Arizona State, Jaden Rashada gets bumped to number two. Jaden Rashada doesn't want to see that, but he's not going to run to what Dilly had to say, right? You run now, you're running forever. And especially if you're a dude that wants to play at the next level, what are you going to do? What are you going to do at that point? You're going to hit, hit the hills as soon as, what, a team signs a free agent? Here in college, this is really a lot of these guys' first opportunity to face adversity because they were always the best dudes in high school. Now Jaden Rashada is looking it in the face, saying, you know what? Iron sharpens iron, and I'm going to be the best one here. And if you're Trenton Borgay in your last season, do you really want to hit the portal? Probably not. Where are you going to go? And that's not taking a shot at Trenton, but that's the reality, again, of him as a quarterback. He belongs at Arizona State. He's an Arizona State Sun Devil through and through. Now, Trenton, of course, is going to be trying to start for the Sun Devils in 2024. He's obviously going to be grinding, trying to get that starting spot. Now, is he? Well, probably not. But Trenton Borgay is as much of an Arizona State quarterback as I have ever seen. He blew, he bleeds maroon and gold the same way Manny Wilkins did, the same way Rudy Carpenter did, the same way Jake Plummer did. And I mean, that's phenomenal company, right? But that's legit. That's the truth. Is Trenton Borgay has had every opportunity to bounce and leave Arizona State. He's opted to stay. Why? Because he loves the Sun Devils. He loves the Valley. And he believes in Kenny and the entirety of Activate the Valley. So when you look at Arizona State's quarterback competition and you really look at where they're at as a team, you feel confident knowing that Trenton Borgay is option two and Sam and Jaden are 1A, 1B. They both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses. I would argue the biggest weakness for Sam is the fact that, you know, he wasn't a starter last year. He didn't beat out the guys at Michigan State to lead the Spartans. Yes, he was young. Jaden Rashada did, though. Jaden Rashada beat out Trenton Borgay. He beat out Drew Pine, former Notre Dame quarterback, who isn't playing college football anymore. But Jaden Rashada has the edge. Yeah, it's a new offense, but same head coach. Jaden Rashada has a cannon of an arm. If he can develop and go through his reads, that's the biggest thing that I need to see from Jaden when we get to the spring. Not when we get to the fall, because if we're talking about an Arizona State team that needs to go out there and be bowl eligible by the end of 2024, then I need Jaden Rashada to have that in his bag through a few practices in the spring. I mean, above all else, bringing in two other guys is going to motivate somebody who has all the talent like Jaden has, where he has all the raw potential in the world. He has the athleticism. He has the cannon of an arm. Maybe if there was nobody behind him, and and this is probably what Dilly knows and understands, not as a shot to him, but just in general with a young, talented quarterback, if you don't have anybody coming up like right behind you and saying, I'm going to take your job, you're probably not going to sit there and make sure, okay, I got to make sure all these extra reads are there. And who knows? Maybe he would. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's more likely to feel motivated to do that if somebody is also there doing the same exact thing, trying to take your job. Yeah. So at, at this point, it's kind of a win-win situation, right? Either 
Jaden Rashada grows and becomes far and away your QB1, or he doesn't, and you have now another option who yeah. can step in and do that, and maybe that lights a fire under Jaden Rashada's ass, and then it kind of goes back and forth. So overall, I, I remember we were not worried, but just posing the question of yeah. what if the response to this isn't that great? What kind of problems could that have? Yeah. I, I feel like if anything, it's created solutions. Yeah, I problems. agree. I think the response has been, again, amazing from all of these guys, right? And, and you have to look at this entire situation from the position of Kenny Dillingham, right? And this is something we initially had talked about, Eric, when, when we were discussing Jaden Rashada and Sam Leavitt is Kenny Dillingham has to do whatever is in the best interest of this football team, not whatever is in the best interest of a starter. Right in the best interest of the Arizona State Sun Devils as the portal opened was to go out there and get a legit quarterback, whether that guy be a guaranteed backup or a guy that you can bring in with a lot of eligibility who's committed to trying to be a starter. And that's what they got. And why did they get it? Because look at the quarterback position at Arizona State now versus last year. Okay, You've got a preferred walk-on who last time I checked, I believe, was the Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year, right? You've got Trent Borgay, you've got Jaden Rashada, and you've got Sam Leavitt. I would say Sam is a is an upgrade. Even Let's, let's assume Rashada's one, Leavitt's two, Borgay's three, okay? Leavitt, I think, is would have been the best backup last year for ASU, okay? Rashada is what he is. Trenton's three. Last year, your quarterback room was Rashada, Borgay, Conover, Pine. Pine, gone. Back in Notre Dame, doesn't play college football anymore. Jacob Conover entered the portal. And I'll be honest with you, man. I hated watching Jacob Conover play football. I really, 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 really hated it. In practice, I hated it in the games. It was not fun. For me, I can't imagine it was fun for him and anybody else, okay? So your options, again, were Borgay, who did what he did, and Jaden Rashada. You had guys like Jalen Conyers and Cam Scadaboo playing quarterback at times. That can't be the case if you want to make noise in the Big 12. Sorry, that's not going to cut it. You need a QB1. Is it Jaden? Is it Sam? We'll find out in the spring. Regardless, though, I feel better about the quarterback position now than I did last year. Absolutely. 454 in the chat. Rashada totally stares down the primary wide receiver. He can't learn to go through his progressions. He will not be good. Yeah, I, I think that's where you're at. I think Jaden Rashada has a lot of the intangibles, right? The things you can't teach. He's got good size for a quarterback. He's got a great arm. Great throwing, throwing power, strength, all of it. Two things that I need to see from Rashada in the spring. I need to see that he has kind of gained that knowledge in terms of being able to sift through his progressions. That's one. And two, I'd like to see a little bit more touch on the ball. A little bit more consistent with it. Because not only in the games, but there were times in practice where he'd, he'd miss. He'd miss open guys trying to do a little bit too much. Okay in terms of touch on the pass. Now, if he can get those two things down, I feel very confident that Jane Rashad is going to be QB1 for Arizona State in 2024. Now, if he doesn't, then you best believe Sam is going to have his foot on the gas 
trying to take that starting spot. And that's just where it's at. Kenny Dillingham and company need to see growth in year two. And if they don't, then they got to make a change, right? That's where you are at with Arizona State. You can't be blind to it anymore. Year one was year one. Can't, can't say anymore, oh, we got a bull band. We're playing for next year. Okay, well, guess what? Buckle up. It's next year. We're working for 2024 and 2025. But you can't, you can't be a three, four win team again. You got to be five or six wins. You got to show that you're going in the right direction. Otherwise, the fan base starts to bite its nails and everybody starts to lose their shit. Can't be the case in 2024. Would you consider this a very pressure-filled season for ASU? Because it's kind of weird, right? You would think coming off such a low-win season in the second year of a head coach, but the yeah. way that we're talking about it, the way that a lot of people are talking about it, they they, they got to get this ship right. There they they got to do it fast. I think it's... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's bull, bull game or bust because I don't think it is bull game or bust. I think that's the case in year three. I think in year two you need to see growth. And what do I mean when I say you need to see growth from Arizona State football in 2024? Well, when I'm looking at the quarterback position, I need to see more consistency there. Okay, you can't have your starting quarterback out for more than half the season, and by the time you get to the end of the year, the guy that missed eight games is still leading your team in touchdown passes. That can't be the case in 2024. You need a QB1 or a QB2 who can go out there and be a quarterback, okay? What else? Well, I need the offensive line to show me that they can actually move people because you got to develop some sort of a run game in 2024 in the Big 12. Otherwise, the injuries that your quarterback sustained in year one because you didn't have much of a ground game, probably going to rear their head in year two. Not something you can afford to see. And you've only got one year left, as it stands, really, with Elijah Badger. You have to take advantage of EK. You have to take advantage of some of these other portal additions. Relique Brown, Marcus Douglas, Xavier Guillory coming back, Melquan Stovall, Jordan Tyson is back, healthy. You have to take advantage of that. And defensively, that's a whole other conversation, what you need to see from that group, right? But that's where you're at if you're Arizona State in terms of growth. I'm not saying you need to go out there and, and it's going to be a number, right? I don't think the athletic director and Michael Crow are going to be talking to Kenny preseason being like, hey, you got to win six games. Otherwise, this season was a failure. Fans will do that. Fans will absolutely do that. But for me, and I think for the administration, you just need to continue to see growth like Kenny has talked about at FSU, right? Year one, that was a three-win team. Year two, I believe it was a five-win team. And then boom, year three. That was a 9-10 win football team, okay? Year two, same thing. You need to see five, six wins and growth across the board. And then in year three, then we're talking bowl game, bust, 9-10 win season, okay? Short bust in the chat with a healthy QB and O-line this year. Would have had a few more wins. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy to think for Arizona State that you were just a quarterback away or you were just a few offensive linemen away. But new year... New Sun Devils, man. There's hope. There's excitement. They didn't lose a whole lot in the portal. Yes, you lost Jalen, BJ, and Jordan, right? Guys you all expected, you know, to either hit the league or probably enter the portal because they could go get a bag in their last year of eligibility. And that's what they did. But in return, ASU also added some guys. They added some dogs in Relique, in Zyrus, 
and Keyshawn Elliott in the secondary and Cole Martin and some of those guys, LaTerrence Welch. Arizona State, they've set themselves up to meet our expectations, okay? Again, there are going to be people in the chat, out in Tempe, anywhere, that are going to say, hey, it's bowl game or bust. Those are the same people that were talking about firing Kenny after year one. What are we doing? Have you ever seen that work? You ever seen a, a team go from three wins to a Super Bowl in the NFL? No, doesn't happen. You ever seen a team in college football go from three wins to a natty? Yeah, you know, uh, the Colorado Buffaloes, man, they were exactly. so bad two years ago. Now they're the best Look team with the sports person of the year leading them. It Look at the Buffs go, man. Nobody in Colorado is talking about bowl game or bust in year two. Who would win, Colorado or 2019 LSU? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, that was the craziest tweet that I've ever seen in my entire life. Let's just get it. Let's just get everything clear. LSU would beat that team by 70 points. That 2019 LSU team would demolish Colorado. But that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to talk mess on Colorado. We're actually going to be probably talking a little bit nicer about Colorado here in just a second because we're going to do a Big 12 tier list. But before we get to the tier list, guys, want to tell you about some boroughs. Okay? Some boroughs, if you don't know what that is, it's a family-owned and operated Mexican restaurant here in Arizona, and they have some phenomenal food, okay? They've got some easy party platters to feed an entire crowd and an all-new taco bar to impress your friends. And with margaritas to go, guys, we're talking about the best place in the Valley to go grub up on some Mexican food. They've got locations all over Arizona, okay? Downtown, Flagstaff, you are never far from delicious, time-tested, Sonoran-style recipes lovingly prepared since 1986. Go check out their newest locations in Goodyear, Peoria, and I-17 in Joe Max, or visit someburrows.com to find one near you. Let Sumburrows cater your next meal, big or small, order online or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. Now, Eric, I said it once. I'm going to say it again because I don't hit bets often, okay? Did you hit? Well, I hit my my bet MGM parlay pick from a week ago. Okay. When Michigan won the Natty. Right. Okay. Now, there are people that are on this show, and I know it. I know that they're in the chat. I know they're listening at home. And you know what? I tell them every day to sign up for bet MGM. And they didn't take advantage of their last offer. And if you didn't take advantage of that last offer, it's okay. They have a new one what? for you where you're just going to get free money. That's all they're doing at BetMGM is just handing out free money. Super easy to take advantage of. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you have placed a bet, you guys are going to receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Did you hear me, Eric? Once you have placed a bet, you are going to receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Free money, guys. Sign up for BetMGM. Free money. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $5, and you'll receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. I'm not doing it anymore. I know. I just wanted to see. I wanted to see if you were going to stick stick with it, if you're going to hold true to your New Year's resolution. It's the only reason why I couldn't sleep the other night. There you go. That's why you couldn't sleep? Because Ontario was just living rent-free in your dome? That's what was happening? Yeah. It's like sleep paralysis. It's just Ontario. That's real, real tough for you. But look, just finished talking Arizona State quarterbacks. So let's zoom out. Okay? We're headed to a new conference, the Big 12. Okay? There isn't a Caleb Williams in that conference. Okay. There isn't a Dante Moore. There is a Cam Rising. There is a Shador Sanders. Let's go ahead, get to our Big 12 quarterback tier list. Now, we're going to do this live for you guys. Okay. So let us know in the comments if you think that we're getting it right. Where do you want to start on this list, Eric? I think we got to start with the carryovers to the Big Twelve. So let's let's, let's let's rank or the new the new ones. So the let's, new the Pac twelve. Let's schools rank the Pac twelve schools coming to the Big Twelve. Then let's fill in the rest. Okay, let's start with Utah. Utah, I think one of the best teams. I mean, year over year in the pack, mm-hmm. and you're getting Cameron Rising back. Cameron yeah. Rising was set to be probably a top four quarterback in the pack this past season, and when we're talking about top four quarterbacks in the pack last season, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr. Bo Nix. All three of those guys you throw in the S tier, right? I think so. I think yeah. Cam Rising is an S tier quarterback. I, I think comparatively in the Big 12, I, I would agree. Yeah. I think he's probably proven. The yeah, most. I think he's proven the most out of those guys. And I'm I'm super excited to see Cam Rising back at Utah for one final season, even though it feels like he's been there for as long as I've been alive. Um, he's got just this year of eligibility left. We'll see what he's able to accomplish there. But yeah, Cam Rising, S tier. Let's go ahead. Let's do Colorado, Shador Sanders. This is um, interesting. I'm 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 curious to see where you go with this. This is tough because if we're setting the standard that Cam Rising is the peak of quarterbacks in the Big 12, Shador, I don't think is too far off that. Okay. Shador is really good. He's he's really good. I don't think he's great. I don't but I think, think he's really he is good. Cam Rising. No, I don't think. And there are going to be people that hate that. They're going to be people that want Shador at S, and they want Cam at A. He might be a better pro prospect than Cam Rising, but I don't know if he's right now. Where would you put him? If he's in S, I think he's bottom tier S. I think as I look at it now, I'm going to put him top of A, and then maybe at the end revisit all of this. And if he doesn't feel right in A, I'd bump him up to the end of S. This is what I'm going to do. Let's put Shador in the S tier. Okay. And that's going to surprise some people. I know it is. People that know that I disagree with everything that is Colorado. I think Shador is a good quarterback, and I think he's an S tier. The reason I'm going to say he's an S tier is because of who we're about to put in the A tier. Noah Fafita. Yeah. Arizona Wildcats quarterback. I was wondering if you're going to go A. He's an A tier quarterback. As much as it hurts, I know Mike Luke and Damon Dog and Saul Bookman, they're going to get their fair share of laughs at this. But I think Noah Fafita going into next season definitely has the potential to go out there and be an S tier quarterback in the Big 12. But my only concerns with Noah is that he is a little bit smaller, right? 
5'11", which I think, you know, everybody that is listed at 5'11", and everybody that's listed at six foot is actually two inches shorter than that. So I'm taking that with a grain of salt. Noah Fafita is a smaller quarterback that when you get to the Big 12, there are some bigger defensive lines. We'll see what he's capable of doing. But last season, nearly 3,000 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, six INTs, and he wasn't even the starter going into the season. Hell of a year for Noah Fafita. I'm, I'm on ESPN right now, and it just kind of hit me because yeah. I'm scrolling through the teams. And I see the Big 12 at ASU and U of A and Colorado are there. And then right next to it in the Pac-12, it's just two teams. It's weird, man. And I don't know why, but that's really throwing me off right now. It's weird. That's really throwing me off. But, I, I mean, I, I don't think you can argue with the season that he had. I mean, coming into the season, he wasn't even guaranteed to be their quarterback. Yeah. And, and now he's definitely cemented himself in there. And as we've said, among the top of the Big 12, if it wasn't U of A, I'd be excited to see him play next season. Let's... Let's not go ASU here. Okay. Let's, let's wait we'll leave, for ASU at the ASU. end. Where do you, you want to go next? You, you lead the way. You steer the ship. Let's go with Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson set to be the next Kansas State quarterback, from my understanding, after they lost Will Howard. Uh, Avery Johnson, he, he is he's the one that played in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Okay? So he has big game experience. Big game experience. They got a dub. Okay? 14 of 31, a buck 78. Two tutties, no INTs, 6'2", buck 90, normal size for a quarterback. Again, my only concern with him is his only real college experience that isn't a blowout is that Pop-Tart Bowl. Can he take over at Kansas State? Can he be that guy? I don't know yet. I'm going to put Avery Johnson in the C tier. Of quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't I don't think that for somebody as unknown as this, you can put them in D. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I don't think you can go higher than C. I I think that's a good call. Uh he, I mean he he could like I think he's one of the guys that has kind of room yeah. to improve and, and he could probably find himself in B or A if he can really put together like a, a competent season. Yeah. Because his, his numbers aren't terrible in the season, he no. just didn't play a lot. And then Eric, can you do me a favor? What's just because I'm I feel like I'm colorblind here. You should be able to go down to change background color. Yeah. See where it says? Yeah. And we'll go white. I think white will make it just easy. Some of those logos will pop a little bit more. There we go. Boom. I and can by the way, now. this little black square right I think here, that's Cincinnati. that is Cincinnati. <laughs> Their logo is black and the website is black. Oh, so that is Cincinnati. But yep, we changed it. We're good. If you're on audio right now, you might want to just head over to video yeah. for this part of it if you're listening back just to have a, a nice visual element with this. But we appreciate you tuning in on Absolutely. audio. And if you just want to hang in with the craziness, just give us five stars and chill. It'll be fun. Let's go ahead and do BYU next. Okay. BYU what are you thinking? is a little bit of an interesting situation. From what I can see, it is going to be a quarterback competition. Three yeah, when Jacob Conover goes back? Well, they got Trayson <laughs> Borgay over there. Oh, do they? They do. They have uh, Trenton and Coben's brother, Trayson, um, that transferred there. So heading into the spring, Trayson, Noah Lugo, and, and Jerry Bohan, Bohanan, I think is his name. Um, those are going to be the guys fighting for that quarterback spot. Again, none of these quarterbacks that are headed to BYU or that are really already at BYU really give me any sort of confidence outside of Jerry. Okay. So he was a former Baylor and USF quarterback. Um, he's played, he's a seventh year senior. Okay. Oof. Seventh year senior. Um, he's thrown for over 3,400 yards and 26 touchdowns during his career, but he's also a runner. He's rushed for over a thousand 
in his career. Um, with that said, I don't have a lot of confidence in really any of those guys, given the fact that they haven't been proven starters throughout their time. I'm, I'm between C and D here, Eric. What are you thinking? Seventh year senior has, has it tough for me to go D. Because he's got experience. A seventh year, get a job. I'm sorry, get a, get, a, get a job, get a job, bro. Be, be an adult, like, dude. Like seventh year senior is, it's just kind of nuts to me because we're looking at like ASU's quarterback, and we're like, oh, they're freshmen, the freshman, sophomore, and this this guy could be in like accounting right now, working his way up to a CFO job. Like he it's could crazy. be halfway there by now. This guy is seventh year. I was 19 when he entered college. Football. Oh my god. <laughs> That's ridiculous to me. So see, that would that would be like if I was still like, because that that means I was a, yeah, a I was a freshman. He's my he was a freshman in college when I was a freshman in college. I've been graduated for multiple years, and this man is still playing college football. Absurd. I'm all for I'm all for giving people opportunities, especially through COVID and through injury and all of that. But the words seventh year senior in college football, I hope he has a degree. Yeah, I at this point he he's on. He should have. He's about to have two. Dude, he he's about to have masters. two. Let's go ahead and put uh, BYU at C. 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 Just because uh, we we might we might revisit and put it. I might have to go D just because it is a seventh year senior, not because of the the actual on paper quarterbacking, but just yeah. for the the process of being a seventh year senior. But uh, I'll, we'll go C and maybe revisit it at the end. Okay, we can do TCU next. TCU Chandler Morris, um, Chandler Morris. Last season, it's crazy that he's listed as a sophomore. I think he's a rising junior, but he's been playing college football since 2020. He's been on a team and, again, only, I guess, classifies as a sophomore rising junior. Uh, in 2023, completed 65% of his passes, only threw for about 1,500 yards, uh, 12 touchdowns, 5 INTs. Um, I mean, it, it's weird looking at some of these guys' numbers because I'll be honest with you. In November, when they beat Baylor 42-17, to he only completed two passes. Uh, whether he was benched or got injured, I'm not sure. Uh, but he, And then he has games against Houston where he throws for 300 yards. Like He's just a super inconsistent quarterback. I think, if anything, for TCU, the fact that you're getting a quarterback to return is huge. Um, but I'm still not confident enough in Chandler Morris to say that he is a B. I think I'm going to put him in C. As so well. let's let's make it so they're in order in each tier. Where in C with Kansas State and BYU would you put Chandler Morris and TCU? Probably uh, the top of the C tier. I was thinking top of C tier just because it's it's returning and he yeah. does have some on field resume to to put out there, and he's not a seventh year senior, so he has that going for Man, him. Man, you as and well. the seventh year senior. I don't know, just something really something you. irks me about that. That's, I don't I don't know why. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Okay. We can go ahead and do Kansas. Jalen Daniels next. You mean uh, the Heisman? <laughs> Jalen Daniels, not Jaden Daniels to be confused. Uh, another guy listed, I believe he'll be a rising senior at Kansas this year. Six foot, 215 in 2023, threw for 705 yards, five tutties, one INT. Uh, you look at his 2022 season, that's really what you have to judge it off of. 2022, this guy was a real, real deal. Uh, 66% of his passes he completed. Over 2,000 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, four INTs, um, and he returns to Kansas. Again, expected to be the, be the starter. I think this is where we see our first B quarterback. Um, I think Jalen Daniels, again, can be a higher-level quarterback depending on the weapons around him. 
but I think he has got what it takes to be a, a B quarterback for sure in this conference. I, I think the only issues are the, the back problems. Yeah. And that's what's kind of hindered him recently. But I mean, you got to imagine a guy like that's coming back trying to prove that that, that, that back is not for that sure. big of a problem. Was he with Kansas for that season? Has he been Kansas his whole um, his whole career? Or was that 2,000-yard season somewhere else? I'm trying to figure that out right now. Let's see. I can tell you if this will load. Because I'm, I'm not opposed to throwing him in B. I'm not opposed because if we're looking at like a full complete season, he probably has the best one that we've seen out of the non S. Yeah. A guys. Yeah, I believe that was with Kansas. Kansas. Okay. So it's really just the. Oh, back. wait, let's see. 2020. 2022. Oh, no, he's been everywhere. Okay. I believe. Let's see. 2022. 2022. Started at quarterback for the Jayhawks. Okay. Yeah. So he, he, he's been around there for a little bit. This will be his third year in Kansas. And you'd have to imagine he's not happy with how last season went. Hopefully his back is healed and healthy. I'm willing to put him in B. But if we throw somebody else in B, I might need to bump them down just because of the back issue problem. Yeah. That's something that I don't hear about a lot of quarterbacks overcoming some some pretty major back issues. Yeah. So I'm I'm good I'm good with B with where we got him right now. Okay, let's do Oklahoma State next. Okay. Oklahoma State's an interesting no one. No Gundy. Gundy left. No, but Alan Bowman is there. And uh, if you, you know, you hate your seventh year seniors, this guy <laughs> has been playing college football since 2018. My God. 2018, he threw for 2,600 yards. And here we are in 2023, where he threw for 3,460 yards. Um, slated to be probably the guy for Oklahoma State going into 2024. This is a bit larger quarterback, 6'4", 209. He's got that experience. Um, last year, the big issue with him was turnovers. 14 yeah. INTs, gave it away pretty consistently. Um, with that said, though, I think Alan Bowman is a surefire top-of-the-B-tier quarterback um, just because of, again, the experience he's had, multiple seasons throwing for over 1,000 yards, multiple seasons throwing for over 2,500 yards, to have 3,400 passing yards last year is something special, especially at this level. Yeah, the, the 14 interceptions, though, is just eye-popping. That hurts. 15 that hurts touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He was a little bit of a, of not a, not a victim, I guess. I might be going too far, of no a victim. really weird quarterback situation over there where like they wouldn't commit early. Like, remember yeah, when that they, was weird. When they played ASU, I think they played all three quarterbacks. Yep, and ASU lost. And, and he still put together 3,460 yards. Like, again, the 14 interceptions still, I can't can't look past that but uh can we get a get a job tier can we throw a get a job get tier a in job here? tier because i would love love to have a get a job tier i'm cool with uh, you said top of b yeah i would say top of b. no, no disagreements here i have a feeling i'm not going to disagree with you too much i don't have the strongest takes on all the big 12 quarterbacks as long as it makes sense to me i'm good and that makes sense he he, he might have potential though if he gets those turnovers down yeah bump up bump up to a by the end of this next season and then, of course, when he comes for his 10th season, he's going to get a nice plaque. <laughs> and then his 25th anniversary They're season. They're just going to move him to coach at some point. At some point, he's just going to transition over. I think coach. he should just keep applying for eligibility because, obviously, the NCAA has <laughs> no idea what's going on. And they'll deny it for somebody who actually needs it. And they'll give it to somebody who should be in accounting. Who's been playing forever. Yeah. Open up your car dealership already, Alan. The Alan Bowman, I'm not going to say a brand, no free ads center. Oh, my gosh. Let's go ahead. Let's roll with Houston. Houston Houston's okay. got Donovan Smith, uh, a, another really exciting quarterback prospect. Last year for Houston, completed 64% of his passes, 22 touchdowns, 13 INTs. He is a large quarterback, 6'5", 241. I think he's the biggest one so far. Biggest one so far. He does have experience as well. I believe he'll be a rising senior. Um, in all three seasons that he has played thus far, 
Um, in college football, he's had a quarterback rating of above 133. Um, this guy is a consistent quarterback. He's a big quarterback. I think if he had better weapons at Houston, I think he could be a legit threat. But because he doesn't necessarily have those weapons, I think that his ceiling is probably low A, which is why I'm going to start him in the B tier. Okay. I like him. But is this just is this just a are we just talking about the quarterback or are we talking we are, about I, the whole I, I situation? Feel like, I think it he's got potential to be A, but I don't think he's A now. Okay. That's where I'm at with I this. I would list. say he's definitely top of B though. You put him over your seventh year? I, I, I would. Over Granddad Bowman? Because not only is he not a, a grandfather already and getting uh, his Social Security checks in the mail, um, but also size-wise, and, and I mean, he's been consistent as well. And, and as far as turnovers go, he has more touchdowns, significantly like less turnover-to-touchdown ratio than before. Plus, he's he's been doing it for a little bit. Like Back when he was on Texas Tech, he was still slinging it. He had 1,600 yards in offense in 2022, 12 passing touchdowns in 12 games. Like, he... He's not great, but I, I don't I don't think that if I were to build a team, I would choose Alan Bowman over him. That's fair. That's fair. We can go ahead and put him then at the top of what did we say B? B. Yeah. I can B. live with that. I, can I, I don't I don't I, I agree I'm not ready to go A. No. I'm, not, I'm just not soon. there with him yet. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally he fair. attended friendship with no D. Friendship high school. Not friend Friendship. Friendship. That's not a place. Not a real place. You know what I've noticed? What? Big 12 had a lot of quarterbacks who all love college football just enough to continue playing until they're in their mid-20s. Here's another one. Let's go ahead and start talking about Baylor's Daquan Finn transferring over from Toledo. He's been playing college football since 2019. So we're getting closer to Alan Bowman over here. Okay? And he only classifies as a junior, which makes no sense to me. What is going on? Because of the COVID years. The COVID years throw everything up. But from 2021... 2,000 pass yards. 2022, 2,000 pass yards. 2023, 2,000 pass yards. Not even yards. that, but he's been going up. 2,067, 2,260, then 2,650. So I guess some things do get better with age. They do. They do. And if I'm not mistaken, I watched him play um, when Toledo took on Notre Dame. Played a decent game. And again, you want to talk about a quarterback, their touchdown INT um, margin. He scores a lot more touchdowns than he turns it over. And to make things even a little sweeter... He's not the most dynamic quarterback in the world, but if he needs to escape the pocket, he can. Um, I kind of want to put him. A? This is tough, man. I feel like there's so many B-level quarterbacks in this conference. I, I agree. I guess we're splitting hairs, whether it's bottom of A. But B B's what, getting kind of separate? What, why would you argue bottom A? And I'll listen to it. But why would you argue? I, I mean, at this point, we are splitting hairs. But like you said, like 22 touchdowns, nine interceptions last season. Like consistently, his numbers have gotten better over the last three years. He's had more attempts. He upgrades his completion percentage as he upgrades his attempts and his yards. The only thing that has not gotten better year over year is one year he jumped up to 12 interceptions. After in 2021, he only had two. He had 18 touchdowns to two interceptions on uh, over 250 attempts. In 2021, that's a crazy line. He had 23 touchdowns, so five more touchdowns, but 10 more interceptions. But then it went back down. He's just, he's shown improvement. My only thing with him is the competition. Yeah, that's he's fair. Playing at Toledo. That's, that's fair. I, I, I get that. I just, you know, college football is college football. At some point, like to continue to, con- to be better and better and better, I think that's impressive to me. I, I look, to be honest with you, we can go B. 
I don't really care that much. I'm not. I am not a Daquan Finn. Like I'm not gonna die on this hill. Like that's I think just we not could put me. him right um, in between Houston and Oklahoma State. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's that fits for that's me. that's fine. That's fine. I think it's a serious conversation between him too. and Jalen. I do. Um, but I yeah, I'm I'm okay with you that. Can, you can sleep easy at night knowing. That you know what? Maybe maybe I can sleep easy. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I can. So all good. all good. We'll put him in between. Right there, and we're it's okay because we're gonna get our next A level quarterback right here. We're going and talking Iowa State, okay? Ooh. Rocco Becht, A name, A, A name, S tier name. Rocco R O C C O Iowa State quarterback was a freshman last season um, at Iowa State. He had him bowling, threw for three thousand passing yards, twenty three tutties, eight ints. I mean, you just realistically you don't see this level of production from a freshman so hard. from a freshman with a name like that i, I think might, i kind of want to go s tier i don't stop know it. dude that, stop it like potential wise man i would put him right below right behind noah fafita at arizona um and I, yeah, i'm excited those, to see that's what they the do. right and the smart move but i'm just staring at the name know, rocco back and i can't think anything but a good name. i love the names in college football they're just so it damn is, good. College college athletics has overall some of the greatest names and bowl season and then the tournaments. Yeah. Is when you just hear some random ass dude and you're like, that's the greatest name I've ever heard in my entire life. And then you tune in the next game, you're like, that's the greatest name I've ever heard in my entire life. They I remember the have. first time I heard Taco Fall. Taco Fall was a phenomenal name. Oh, Are you kidding me? Great. Okay. I put him I put him end of A. My even though I keep I can't stop staring at the name Rocco. Are you going to name your kid Rocco after? Like, no, 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 no. You no. don't like that name? Actually, I can't lie. Rocco Ruby does kind of go Rocco hard. Ruby goes Rocco crazy. Ruby kind of goes crazy. Oh, my God. I can't lie. It kind of goes nuts. That's insane, dude. Yeah, oh, that's I love a, that's that. A for... prof- that's a professional wrestler, yeah, man. That, that dude's got to do something. Or cool. like a professional bowler, like Ooh. Rocco Ruby. Rocco Ruby? Hit dude. a sick 9-10 split. <laughs> that dude just hits dingers in the cages. That's what he does. Or he's a crazy punter. Or he's a maybe crazy maybe punter. I do maybe maybe I just need to name the kid Rocco and just let him name. try a bunch of different sports and just see whichever one he takes to because he'll get a look. He's got to look good in shorts and have the name Rocco and he'll get an NFL yeah, combine invite. Absolutely, dudes. Yeah, he's a beast. All right, let's go ahead. Let's do West Virginia here. Okay. Um, Ray Anderson's favorite. I was about to say. Talk, Garrett Green, another great name. I know it's simple, but Garrett Green, I just like not the, it's the Not, not following up on Rocco, no, man. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Got a lot of um, experience as well. Was playing college football back in 2020, the whole pandemic fun thing. Uh, in 2023, completed 52% of his passes, threw for 2,400 yards, 16 TDs, four INTs at West Virginia. 511 202. He's got the experience. He doesn't blow me away from a talent standpoint. If you turn on the tape, it's a lot of the same thing. It's a B-level quarterback that has maybe his his star level potential would be low A, but I find it really really tough to put a guy again that only completed 52% of his passes. Okay. Oh, are you going to make a fight for him? I, I'm not necessarily going to disagree with the ranking, but I do have to tell you. This last season, 12 games played, he had 772 rushing yards. He had multiple games of over 100 rushing yards per game. His longest was 48. He had 13 rushing touchdowns. He averaged 6.4 yards per carry. Over 120 attempts in 12 games. 
with 13 touchdowns. He's Zach Wilson. He's the best runner on this list. He is the best runner on this list. I, and I mean, that's, I, I don't know what Shadur Sanders running stats were from last season and rushing. I don't know if he had 13 touchdowns on 770 yards. So we, we yards. put Garrett in the B tier. The question is, where do you want to put him? Uh, I mean, it was a beautiful note you held there. I think top, top top B Garrett Green. I don't, I'm looking at 772 rushing yards, bro. Oh my god! What, what do you think? Okay, if, okay, we're splitting hairs. Are you having him like towards the end, towards the middle? I mean that. I mean those rushing numbers are pretty crazy. That's nuts. 13 touchdowns, 772 yards on 120 attempts, 6.4 yards per carry. I put him. I'd put him right behind Houston. Okay, right behind Houston. I, I'm pretty comfortable with where we're at though. Right here, we got four schools left: Arizona State, Cincinnati, Texas Tech. And UCF, uh, do you want to go anywhere specific with this list? Let's uh, let's jump UCF. UCF, that's exactly where I was. Great minds think alike. I mean, UCF. Is anybody gonna forget that UCF was national champions? What back in twenty seventeen? <laughs> Never forget, man. Never forget. Seventeen, right? They that have a banner for it and everything. The the quarterback situation, to my understanding, at UCF is gonna be a little bit interesting moving into twenty twenty four. Enlighten me. Um, from what I can tell, John Rise Plumley, um, another dude who's been playing college football for it seems like eternity. He was probably on the national championship team. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen he was playing. Um, which was that the was no, that the year? I think it oh, It might have been the year because that's the year they had to play LSU, wasn't it? I'm looking up UCF national championship. I think that was the year that they had to play. And that's 2017. UCF finished number one in the Colon Major recognized by the NCAA championship selector at FBS level. They claimed the title. Undefeated in 2017. Undefeated in 2017. The funny thing about this kid is he was a wide receiver at Ole Miss. Um, and now he was set to be the quarterback last year at UCF. Um, I do believe that he is returning. They to were ranked. UCF. But they weren't they weren't like incredible in twenty nineteen. Like were they? What was the year they were undefeated? That was that was 2017. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. He was I, probably I, somewhere else in college football playing his 15th year by that point. God, get a fucking job. These guys play forever. Forever. Okay? Look, we are going to continue with him as the, the starter at UCF, assuming that he's the one to get the job um, and assuming he's got enough eligibility to continue to go back because I can't see otherwise that he's not going to be the guy for UCF in 2024. Uh, but in terms of what he did last year for the Knights, six foot, 200 pounds, threw for over 2,000 yards, 15 tutties, eight INTs, pretty similar numbers to what he did in 2022, um, which makes me believe that he has kind of reached his peak, which is about 2,500 yards, 15 tutties, eight INTs. The question is, is that good enough to lead UCF um, to any sort of, you know, competitive bowl game in the Big 12. I don't think so. This is also a guy who does like to take off and run, averages about 14 carries per game, which feels like a lot for a guy only rushing for about 70 yards a game. Yeah. Um, I almost want to put him in the C tier. I That's what I was kind of thinking too. I, I think a lot of the guys in B have a lot more potential than him. I think he kind of is who he is. And for those joining us late, we're ranking quarterbacks, not just the teams. Yeah. Just want to make that clear. Um, I'm I am perfectly fine with C. Top of C? That's the real question. I'll let you I'll let you pick. Um 
You could pick 2, that one. 2,000 yards, 15 and 8. We'll go, we'll go middle. We'll, we'll go, we'll go middle. We're we'll going go in the middle there. We'll go. We'll go. I, no, we'll go. See, we'll go. Top of C. Top of C. Top of C. Just top didn't of feel C. right. Okay. Okay. Um, Sharon says go Cincinnati next because the black spot is bugging me. Okay. Like mild OCD. Sorry. This is Cincinnati, by the way. I'm going to put it in D for now, just so that people can see the Cincinnati C. Oh my goodness. Now I'm looking at Cincinnati's quarterback, um, and this is a weird, another weird thing. So they had, I guess, a really prominent quarterback commit evan prater who they changed his position he moved what? from quarterback to wide receiver last year okay um the opposite of reese plumley i i it's a very weird situation because from what i can tell by all accounts this was a a really really good quarter or yeah he was a talented kid he was like mr ohio 64 208 like he had all the intangibles to be a legit quarterback at the college level and they opted to move him uh but taking a look at the quarterback position for the bearcats um let's go ahead and see i know they had the pleasure of emory jones being the starting <laughs> quarterback last season kind of looking at their roster this year heading into the spring um in terms of quarterbacks they still have Emory Jones on the roster as a redshirt senior. I D. don't believe he has any eligibility left. Same with Jack Perry, a guy who was a redshirt senior again. Um, that leaves them with a redshirt sophomore and Jacob Hoeing, um, Brady Drogish, who was a freshman, and Will Kosher, who was a freshman, Brady Littenberg, who was a redshirt sophomore. Um, again, from everything I can see, they don't have a proven starter. They're going to be going into the spring with a full-on quarterback competition unless Emory Jones or Jack Perry got extra eligibility, which I don't believe they did. Um, and Are we looking at our first D? I think we might be looking at I put our first it, I D. Put, I put D just for, you know, fun, just so we could see it, but I guess I was just predicting the I future. Think, yeah, I just I don't like any of these guys that are going to be Nobody's proven. Nobody has really put anything out there. I can't confidently give a take on Brady Dragish. I don't know about you. I know I've I've never heard of the kid. Right. So <laughs> again, if I've D. never Let's heard of any D. of these guys, um, it, it is, and and some of these guys can definitely surprise you, um, but still, I'm not sold. Bolton board material. Yeah, just not really. Moving on though, um, Texas Tech. We'll do Texas Tech. Kind of looking at their quarterback position. First thing I can see is that they've got a class of 2024 kid, um, who again by all accounts should be the starter going into next year, which would be crazy. Will Hammond. Um, this is a kid that, again, from everything that I can tell, will be the guy for Texas Tech next season. Um, 30 touchdowns, five INTs in his final year in high school. I'm looking at this dude's picture. He looks 12. He does he, look 12, but he also kind of looks 30. Job. He kind of looks 30. He looks he looks 12, going on but 30. he's been through some shit. 12 going on 30. Like, he was a coal mine kid. Like, that's, that's, like, kid. he looks like he has been putting in hard labor for 10 out of his 12 years. Lord. Look, Will Hammond was recruited by Texas Tech, obviously. Auburn, Houston, Oklahoma State. Um, there was Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee. A lot of guys, a lot of big-time schools tried to go after him. Again, I haven't seen him play class of 2024 kid nobody's really seen him play at this level um i think just because of that we do kind of have to put him in either bottom of c or top of d 
I, I think bottom of C. I, I feel like none of the guys over in Cincinnati, I guess, had the pedigree. But yeah. at the same time, now that I'm saying it, uh, nah. it's a true yeah. freshman. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I was trying to be know. nice. Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll see Jalen Conyers at quarterback for Texas Tech. <laughs> you never know. You oh, never wait, know. That, if that's the case, <laughs> top of A tier. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we've got Arizona State. These now, guys. It's How do we want to play this? Do we want to yeah, play with Jaden Rashada as the quarterback? I think you have to. I think we have to as Maybe well. Maybe we can combine them together. Oh, he's both both their quarterbacks? Both of them. Frankenstein? Um, I'm going to be honest with you here. I'll hear your pitch on it. I my heart says B, but we haven't really seen a lot out of him. And I think that if we were looking at it from a different perspective, if this was like the DNVR buffs show and yeah. we were ranking this, I don't think Rashada would go above C. I think personally he's gonna end up top B, maybe low A at the end of this next season if everything goes right with Kenny. But based off of what we've seen, I don't know if I can realistically argue him outside of C. What do you think? Or I could put I mean, my Homer hat on and just say, fuck it, and put him in like B or A. I think he is either top C or bottom B. I think that is where I'm at with him. And again, a lot of it is how he comes back from the injury, how he grows in year two. Um, it's tough. I think if you put him in bottom B, I can live with that. I can live with bottom B. Just based off of the p- pure potential that I've seen from Jaden Rashada, I think he can be as good as all those other guys. I think he's as good as Alan Bowman, Daquan Finn. I think he's as good as those guys. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I just We've actually seen them do it for a full season. That's fair. That's, that, that's the only thing with me. I'll do it because I'm not trying to piss Donald off when he comes back and listens <laughs> to this. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, short bus says C only because we haven't seen enough of either, but it, but he will be B if he stays healthy. <sighs> I, like tough. like that's that's the thing is we kind of if are we doing this based off of what we think they're going to do next? This is probably something we shouldn't be discussing at the very end of this. Is this what we're doing based off of what we think they're going to do next season of or of what we've seen in the past? Just going into this year. going into this year. Uh, well, do you think do you think Arizona State with Jaden Rashada is in a better spot than UCF with yeah, their quarterback? I do, I do. Bottom B, I'm willing to do it because fuck it, why not? <laughs> uh, also, Sharon says top of S. I love you, Sharon, okay. but I'm sorry. There is also a short bus in the chat. I totally, totally spaced on this. Brennan Soresby is transferring. He, has, he wasn't cold like that, was he? He uh, no, he wasn't cold like that. He threw for 1,500 passing yards, five. Uh, INT's 15 touchdowns. He was a freshman last year um, at Indiana. Uh, I don't know if he's D. I would probably say he's C. And a C. Uh, is that Cincinnati or Texas Tech? What do you mean? Is Sorsbury transferring? Let's see. He transferred to... I think... He transferred to Cincinnati. To Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can take that. I can take that. Uh, yeah, and Texas Tech is where Texas Tech is. Jeez, the, the dudes that I own from the Texas Tech podcast are going to really, really hate that. Uh, <laughs> for everybody on audio, we're going to go through these rankings just one more time so you know. We'll start from D all the way up to S. The worst team in terms of the quarterback rankings here. Um, Texas Tech, eat your heart out, Red Raiders. In the C tier, the worst to best in the C tier, we have Cincinnati, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, and UCF. In the B tier, going from the worst to the best, we have Arizona State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor, West Virginia, and Houston. 
In the A tier, again, worst to best, we have Iowa State and Arizona. Then in the S tier, we have Colorado and Utah. To be clear, if Rashada was healthy this whole season, he he would not be end of B. He'd no, probably I, be I top agree. of B, end of A. I but agree. But like, it, that's just the reality that we live in. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Guys, if you are in the chat, hit the comments. Let us know what you think of this Big 12 quarterback tier list. Again, hit that like button, and we're going to continue on. We've got another fun segment that we're going to do surrounding just Arizona State quarterbacks. Um, before we do that, want to tell you about our friends over at OG's. Guys, they've launched two new products made with live rosin and RSO, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's. OG's Naturals are vegan gummies made with live rosin, available in sweet clementine flavor. And if that's maybe not your strong suit or what you want to go with, they have something for everybody at OG's. They have a million and five different awesome flavors. So go check them out to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them. Head on over to ogsbrands.com. And yesterday on the show, I was telling you guys about a PHNX staple, the floor lay. Okay, where all you do is just get on your floor and you lay on your back. And I feel like for me, for Eric, for anybody, at home that wants to lay on their floor or they moved into a new apartment, a new house, and you're look, looking to spice things up, Empire Today is who you should call to help redo your floors, guys. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Empire Today, the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, you're going to have some copycats, but Empire Today can't be beat on quality, service, and Speed, one of their best features. Empire Today's virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors are going to look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors are going to look in any room. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use that promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Wow. Glad we were able to get that out. That was, we spent a long time we on did. that. We My spend, God, how what? long? But that was like 30 minutes. Did we Did we take a long time? Wow. That was took, 35 minutes we took of Big in. 12 tier list. I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I want to make sure that what we're going to be doing next gets the proper amount of That's time. Fair. That's fair. Maybe we hold we it for tomorrow. Maybe we hold it for tomorrow. A little then. teaser. I'm down for it. Definitely tune in tomorrow then because we will have a little snake draft for you guys but that is gonna do it for the phnx sun devil show today do us a favor hit that like button hit that subscribe button leave a five-star review like we said give us a follow on social at phnx underscore sun devil you can follow me at anthony underscore tocher you can follow dj eric ruby at eric ruby that is eric with a k we will see you guys tomorrow but in the meantime go devils and peace